to my melanated family, my black and brown people, my minorities. Why are we so misguided and ignorant to what's really important? Where are our priorities? We must take responsibility for our own health and well-being while simultaneously dismantling the institutional racism within the healthcare system. We must make a fuss because the powers that be are on a covert mission to kill you, me, and us. Dental health disparities continue to have detrimental effects on the black and brown communities, causing severe health problems and even death. Your mouth is a part of your body, so oral hygiene is a vital part of your overall health. Bacteria, infections, and disease can build up and invade your bloodstream through your mouth with every breath. So we must remain vigilant while taking accountability and responsibility for our health and oral hygiene, which is tremendously more important than our hair, our skin, our nails, our eyebrows, and our fashion obsessions. We must reprioritize our lives to focus on what's most important. This includes placing your health before vanity and material possessions. This includes remaining educated and well-versed. This includes putting your life and health first. Welcome to Melanated Conversations. Our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tyrion. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I am your co-host, Yana. And I am your co-host, Tyrion. Yes, welcome back, you guys. Um, we are excited as always to connect and share with another lovely lady who's doing some things in this world. We have a guest today, Sharice Ferguson, who's a licensed dental hygienist, and she's going to share all things about our oral health. Cause you know, we, we kind of neglect that area sometimes. I'm just saying, well, um, let me let me roll it back <laughs> but it's true sometimes when we think about health overall you know our oral health is kind of on the back burner for a lot of that so we're gonna demystify a lot of things that relates to oral health and um, have Cherie share with her and her journey her experience in this area so welcome Cherie thank you for joining us well thank you for having me I'm glad to be here Yes, 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 yes. About this conversation, you've never had anyone in your field join us on the show, so you're the first. To oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I do this all day, five days a week. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to be here to be able to share it with you guys. Awesome. Right. Well, awesome. Before we get into our melanated chat portion of our show, we always like to play a little game, just warm. Warm our guests up to, you know, make you feel comfortable and all that jazz. Yana and I will play along with you. So we're going to play a round of Don't Drop the Mic. Are you ready? Are you, you want to play? Yes. Okay. All right. This will be fun. This will be painless. I promise. So we've been doing a one got to go. Is it, it going to be painless? It's going to be painless. <laughs> it may, actually, it may not be painless. Oh, God. <laughs> you, that was a, a great question. Um, 
but it'll be interesting. So this is a one gotta go question and we're going to go black cult films. All right. So you have to go forever. Five heartbeats, temptations, the whiz or purple rain. One has to go forever. Sharice, you're up first. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Wiz. I can't get rid of Purple Rain. Prince is my guy. I mean, I love MJ, but Prince is it. So can't get rid of them. Temptations, Five Heartbeats. I mean, classic. I, I, I just can't, can't let them go. And you know, even though people didn't want to go see Otis, you know. Still <laughs> <laughs> a good movie to watch, so definitely. Definitely. No, that okay. was a good that was a good process of elimination because I was yeah. thinking, I was just thinking about the used to So Five Heartbeats, Temptations, The Wiz, and Purple Rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess I need to share just a little bit. Don't take my black card away, y'all. But I have never watched Purple Rain. <laughs> this I take that back. I've seen a piece of it. I saw when he was singing Purple Rain. This That's about painful. it. Y'all yeah. said it wasn't going to be painful, but that was painful, right? <laughs> I was going to say, it might be, your car might be pending. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for that reason alone, go ahead and that's that's just gonna have to fall off the list. <laughs> that's a valid reason. I'm gonna need you to go watch that as soon as we get off today. <laughs> I'm, right. adding, I'm adding it to my list because Terry got me a whole movie list of, to watch, so I'm gonna add okay. it to the list. <laughs> oh, okay. I know I was the person a- asking the question, but like when the pressure is on, to have to answer why you would get eliminate one of these options it's it's scary uh love the five heartbeats um i don't i don't even know what i don't even know what the name of that actress was this little sister oh but some people this voice (laughs) what you say i was thinking her part some people won't (laughs) yes her voice man that that whole film that's uh yeah that whole it's so many in there so many. Nice like this. I wish. I wish. <laughs> that raindrops would fall. Temptations got both of them, though. Uh, yeah. Now, no. if you had to put what's love got to do with in there, that would have been hard. I'm glad I you know. didn't. I know. <laughs> what do you mean it was still hard? Even though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> temptations is staying because it's the temptations, and you know, the, that one scene that 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 one scene with um Papa Papa was a Rolling Stone. Where what's his name? Mm-hmm. He's saying takes the his stone. life. Yeah, like yeah. I knew it was coming, but I was like. Why they put this like upbeat like? Cause now you can't hear that song, song without knowing what happened during that yeah, moment. This is like this is great. No, this is horrible. Oh, uh, but this is a great song. Anyway, so yeah, I'm not getting rid of the temptations. 
I have I have seen Purple Rain, and you know I'm an MJ fan. Uh, the Wiz man. <sighs> Don't you bring me no bad news. It makes me sad because I feel like The Wiz is like such a classic uh, black musical, mm-hmm. um, movie musical, and like the rest of the world does not even understand the greatness mm-hmm. that that happened from that film. Like just all the things that all the um, big name characters that were in that film. So I love for that reason, I'm a musical junkie. So unfortunately, Purple Rain does have to go. I love Purple Rain. I love Prince. I know Prince too. Y'all just hurt my heart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go wash myself in the uh, the lake of uh, Manitoka. (laughs) Manitoka, yes. Manitoka, yes. Well, at least Uh, we share that. I don't know if you know this, Sharice, but we're cousins. cousins. Okay. Okay. So yeah, okay. the banter back and forth of the foolishness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what y'all do, family. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm sorry, but bye bye, purple rain. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. The Wiz it, it held a little piece of trauma for me, just a little bit. That 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 little subway scene with the when the when the trash cans came alive. That scared me as a kid. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, like absolutely traumatized. It's like to this day, to this day. (laughs) Then it comes when you find out that uh, was it Richard Pryor was uh the uh oh the Wiz Wiz yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like just. Just black excellence. Eveline was a little scary too. Eveline, that was the other one. She like the big mama that you on cross. Like. It made me think of something personal. I'm not even oh. going to say it. <laughs> but Eveline, yes. Traumatized by Eveline. Very much. That is all. Well, listen, we could go on and on about black musicals and all that jazz. But what we're really here to do is to have a conversation with Cherise. So... Um, I think we're going to end the game here. Thank you for playing along with us. <laughs> Thank you. Even um, though y'all hurt my heart, you know, it's still all right. love. <laughs> give like, us, give us, a, give us some time to make it back up to you. Hopefully okay. the show, you'll you love us again. I'm sorry. Okay. So Kind of walk us through a little bit about your, through your backstory. Who is Sharice Ferguson? What are your roots? Let's see. Back on June 17, 1983. Now, now I'm just playing. But <laughs> well, tell us the story. <laughs> okay. Go all the way back with it. Oh. But, <laughs> I'm from um, South Carolina. Have three brothers, only girls. So, you know, most people would, would think that I was Ball, they be like, oh, I bet you were so small. I'm like, no, I, I was a second mama to those boys. <laughs> That's what I felt like. So from South Carolina, like I said, three brothers. I have three children. Um, I was a teen mom. I actually had my oldest daughter when I was, a, was 15. So she's been with me through life. Um, me and my best friend always joke about like trying to think of times and we're like, you know what? She's always been there. Like, when has I not been there? <laughs> we literally 
like grew up together. So, um, three kids. My oldest, she's 22. I have an eight-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter who's soon to be two. So they keep me busy, keep me alive. They definitely keeping me young. They say the last one to give you a run for your money. So I feel like she's proven that through and we through. We know. <laughs> and um, I currently reside in Atlanta. I moved here from South Carolina in 05. I've been um, a dental hygienist for a little over three years now. Nice, nice. Stand up ATL. We got we, we got some roots planted mm-hmm. in ATL as well. So okay. yeah, that's like the second home. Yeah. Where are you guys? We're actually in Texas, in the okay. Dallas area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, okay. So you're working in dentistry. You're your dental hygienist. Can you share with us a little bit about how you decided to go? down that route of dentistry and um, how that process was, was for you. And, and even before that, like, what was your personal experience growing up with going to the dentist? Like, was it a good experience for you? Was it traumatic? Share, share some of that with us. Well, I mean, I've always wanted to be a dentist since I was young. My uh, parents always made sure that we went to the dentist. So I was very familiar um, with the profession, so kind of started there. Um, went to undergrad and got my undergrad degree in biology and minor in business finance. And just was initially wanted to be a dentist, but life kind of happened. And after graduation, moved to Atlanta, so I was more prone to uh, I got a job in finance. So I did that about twelve years. The passion for dentistry never left. And I got to the point of like being in finance, I started to really get burnt out from it. And it was to the point of pulling up to my job, sitting in the car for 30 minutes and like, okay, Sharice, you know, you got to go in here, right? Like go in here. And at that moment I was like, okay, it's time to go back to school and do what you always wanted to do. And so that's when I enrolled in dental hygiene school. Even prior to that, I left out that I did uh, receive my master's in public health. And even through that, I was like, I go get my master's, you know, maybe that'll take this whole drive away from dentistry. And even doing that, it was always uh, dentistry, public health would pop up or, you know, healthy people for dentistry. I'm like, okay, so I ain't going to be able to get away from this. Yeah. (laughs) So that also like pushed me to go ahead and get into the profession that I've always wanted to be in. Not a traditional way, but, you know, my way. <laughs> hey, your way is your way. Yeah. Best way. <laughs> and that's actually something I wanted to kind of quickly touch on. I love the fact that, you know, sometimes in life we kind of get sidetracked in the belief of thinking that there's only one way. It's a linear way to your goals. And if it's not done this way, then is not meant to be. But I love the fact that you stayed in tune with your passion and you were able to, you know, continue on and tracking that journey and it made your own pathway there. And you're still in the field in the realm of dentistry and it gets you closer to the goal that you, you know, have have dreamed for yourself. So I think sometimes this rein, reinventing ourselves is sometimes is what holds us back, that fear of can we start a new path? 
you know, this far, I'm, I've made it this far in this career or whatever. Can I start over new into something new? And sometimes we prevent ourselves from seeing what life has to offer in that way for us. And that's truly our path that we, we cut ourselves short in a way. So I'm glad to see that you are able to continue on um, and work into that and get calling. So, um, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Cause that spoke to me because I won't go deep in my story, but it's, it's, it resonates with me because that's, that's, that's something that personally same. I started in HR, always had a passion for writing, actually wanted to originally go into writing, um, in school, but I was kind of deterred from that, from, um, various people, counselors and different things saying that's not where you should go because that ain't where the money and different things are. Right. And it was always something close to me. And here I am now reinventing myself and, you know, getting my start in that path. So, that's what's like it's so important to listen to and get in tune with yourself. Learn and recognize what you love and what you need and go with that and surround yourself within. Mm-hmm. Um and not be so deterred with everything external as trying to tell you where you should be. Listen within and listen to, you know, I answer to God. So whoever you answer to, listen to that voice because it's always guiding you. So I didn't mean to go take the conversation. Here, <laughs> I wanted to let you know that resonated with me. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. It's not often that we hear about minorities represented in dentistry, specifically women. Can you talk about the need for greater representation in the realm of dentistry? Yeah, so probably about three to four percent of dentists and hygienists are minorities. So, you know, that leaves the other 90, you know, 7% being, you know, white. So the the need is there. I didn't really realize how bad it was because, again, growing up, my parents made sure that we went to the dentist and our dentist was black until I got into undergrad, started, um, you know, touring dental schools. And then I would see at the dental schools that it may be one or two black students or minority students and that's it like out of probably a class of 40 it's only about two if any and then that kind of opened my eyes about the representation even going to dental hygiene school it really didn't hit me I mean it was there but being in Atlanta is such a melting pot and it's a lot of minorities in the area so I was thinking like, uh, I mean, it's a lot of black dentists, you know, in this area. So how's it that misrepresentation, a misrepresentation and half of my hygiene class was black as um, compared to white. But then as I talked to more hygienists, they were the only, you know, minority hygienists. They were the only minority in their class. And it's just the representation is needed because I get patients that move here had one patient that moved here from Boston and the practice that I work in is all minority. Um, he came in here, I set him down, you know, introduced myself and he's like, what? You my hygienist? I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, that's dope. And, um, uh, he was like, I, I have never seen that before being from Boston. And, um, so, you know, we go into the whole conversation. He's like, man, this is dope. So I go get the doctor to do his exam. He walk in he was like, man, my dentist black too. Like he had no clue that, <laughs> you know, it was a minority 
ran office. And that just opened our eyes too, because just being in different areas in Atlanta, we see it all the time. But it, when you step out of the area, even Southern Georgia, um, Northern Georgia, it gets less and less prevalent to see minority hygienists and dentists in the area. So, I mean, it, it's definitely needed. The patients come in, they feel more comfortable with us. They feel like themselves. They feel like they have someone that relates to them, that mm-hmm. listens to their story and really advocate for them. So it's definitely important. And I mean, more of us need it out here. No, that's good. And you you raised a point that I was just thinking about, too, like because we actually have um, a black dentist, but it's something I never... I always just thought that about that conversation from the dentist perspective. I didn't think about it from the whole, you know, from the hygienist on down to everything in the office. And I'm thinking too, like, I don't even know if I've experienced a black hygienist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had minorities, but, but just specifically a black hygienist. I don't think I've ever had one that I can rec- that I can think of anyway. Yeah, for me, I think growing up initially when I first started going to the dentist, cause same thing, like that was like a, just a religious thing. Like my grandmother made sure that we went to the dentist every six months, um, which I'm grateful for. But the first dentist we had was actually, he actually was a member of our church. And so that was my first introduction to dentistry was a black man, uh, who was a, who was a dentist. Um, but then we switched over and, of course, the, the practice we went to, everyone was white. Everyone was white. Um, and so it's like, okay. And they were nice and my orthodontist and everything, they were white. And it was just like, okay. We moved from, cause we're from Arkansas, moved here and the practice we started going to, everyone was white. Um, and then it's ironically the last six months, the last appointment we went to, our dentist is switching over his practice, giving his practice over to someone else. The hygienist, came to the door to come to, to come get us to take us back and it was a black woman and I was like oh, oh my gosh what right here especially <laughs> here black hygienist you clean do my teeth really <laughs> and I was so excited for my girls to see her um I was just like when you got back in the car I was like how cool is that and they were like yeah and I was like that's just so rare. Like I said, especially where, where we are as well, you know, outside of Atlanta, that is not the norm. So mm-hmm. we understand the importance of making sure that that representation is on full display. And we want to see more of that. But thank you so much for even just sharing that part of, of your story with us. I, I want to know, let's talk about, and I think Yana kind of mentioned it a little bit at the beginning when she was introducing you, but just the topic of your oral health being just as important as your overall health. And one thing I do know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is the correlation between your oral health and your heart health, which are extremely important. So can you just share with us and our listeners, like why it is important to make sure that we are paying attention and taking care of our oral health? Yeah. So I don't know why it seems to always be mentioned like it's separate because, I mean, it's like the mouth is part of the body. So, (laughs) you know, Um, I don't know why it's separated, but 
Um, like you mentioned, part as, uh, as far as um, cardiovascular health, periodontal disease, about 97% of the population has periodontal disease. Now, the stages of which it is may vary. So, I mean, healthy mouth, no bleeding gums, no inflammation, no redness of the gums. Then from there, you move to like gingivitis. And what that is, and about 90% of adults where people, period, have gingivitis. And that's just simply where you may floss or brush and you see bleeding. So that's gingivitis because healthy gums, teeth don't bleed. So anything past that, you're then stepping into gingivitis. And crazy enough, people don't like to hear that. Like, they come thinking they're healthy. I start cleaning them get blood i'm like oh you have gingivitis they're like what i do this then i'm like it's not the end of the world but you know it, and it's easily reversible but you just have to step up your home care as far as fostering and brushing but when people hear gingivitis they think that's all end all but it goes beyond that as far as i dealing with cardiovascular disease it gets more advanced to where you have tartar buildup that develops under the gum line creating bone loss and that same plaque that's on your teeth is the same plaque that in your arteries that crowds up the arteries that can cause heart attack and things like that so that's where the whole relation is with gum disease and cardiovascular health wow that makes sense but and then also a lot of oral manifestations is shown in the mouth like we can do a thorough exam, you can tell um, sometimes if a person has like HIV, anemia, lupus, heart disease, diabetes, so much can be seen in the mouth strictly from just doing an oral exam. To have a patient and that may have not even, well, may have forgotten to mention that they've gone through chemotherapy per se, that they've had cancer and just didn't mention it on their medical history. We could do the exam. And it usually presents itself in the mouth because usually chemotherapy has caused a decrease in, in bone. It has reduced the enamel and the teeth have weakened the teeth. So it's a lot of things that can be seen in the mouth that contributes to our overall health. I have pregnant mothers that come in that haven't been to the dentist in years and they're wondering why their gums are so swollen, like what is going on? And there is a thing such as pregnancy gingivitis that women don't know about. And it's in the pamphlets, just so they know <laughs> that your doctor give you. But they are shocked to hear that, you know, just simple bacteria under your gums is causing all these problems and hormones. But as soon as everything, they get their cleaning, the baby is born, everything goes back to normal. It's, it's a lot that can be seen in the mouth that contributes to overall health that people normally don't even think about. So it's very important to keep the mouth healthy and to keep mm-hmm. your body healthy. Yeah, I was actually diagnosed with pregnancy gingivitis both in, in both of my pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. yes. It's real. <laughs> and they told me that. I was like, what you talking about? Right. <laughs> I got like, like, twice a day. What you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, lost in brushing. Yeah. <laughs> And they were like, it's, it's just your pregnancy hormones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nobody told me yeah. <laughs> that this was a thing. And ironically, my grandmother just called me this morning and said she had to call 911 
because she thinks she was eating while she was brushing or flossing and mouth just started bleeding uncontrollably this morning. Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh no. She's like, I just want to let you know I'm okay. But she was Why like, are we on the call? Why? No, no, no. Before, like before oh, we got on, okay. like about an hour ago and called me and I was like, Jesus, Lord have mercy. She was like, everything is stopped. But she also grew up not having access to the best health, the best oral care, really not having access at all for the majority of her life until she got into like her forties, fifties. But definitely she called me and I was like, okay, I'm gonna come check back on you. She was like, everything stopped. But she was like, I just wanted to let you know that that did happen. I was like, yeah, well, I hope she's okay. Yeah, we're yeah. praying for Granny. I know, right? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, it was like, did we segue? I don't know if that, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the most awkward. Oh, no. I'm over here like, did she call while we talking? We need to wrap. I'm breaking all sorts of hip <laughs> violations. You said that maybe she cut her thumbs, um, while she oh, okay. something like that. But and she she used to be take aspirins as a heart therapy, but she said her doctor had just recently told her to stop. So okay. I don't know if there's a correlation there. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. See, I love Sharice just jumped in. Sharice just jumped straight into um she jumped into um healthcare provider mode and I'm (laughs) over here like (laughs) (laughs) somebody go save granny. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No. Like we need to get granny on this call real quick. (laughs) Call up real quick. Right. (laughs) Okay. So for ooh, for a lot of people, sometimes there's this stigma of hating to go to the dentist. And for, you know, there are different reasons. Some of it is guided by fear because they've never have experienced that. And they've just gone off by kind of like stories of what they've seen or what they've seen on maybe TV that, that could may, maybe be traumatic. Or it's also kind of sometimes I feel like it's this theory of, you know how, it could be just me, but you know how when you want to, when you hire a housekeeper before you have, you, 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 you hire one, you want to clean up your house first because you don't want them to see your mess. <laughs> see how nasty it is. Like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so I don't know if that's another kind of piece to that whole stigma wanting to go. They want to make sure that they, you know, have done all they can do and they present it presenting you know you guys the providers like okay i can go to dentist now and got got my teeth i've been brushing for three four times a day for four or five months i think i've been flossing too so i think i'm good i think i'm ready to go now no but sometimes it could be the stigma of that the stigma of fear of just going and also it could play into especially in our communities just lack of insurance and that whole dynamic especially with dentistry not held in the same regard as other um, general medical care. So can you, in your own words, kind of talk about how we can overcome the stigma um, and why is there such a widespread fear and just things that you see on your end um, in that field? Well, everything that you mentioned is true. (laughs) Everything you mentioned, I've had at least one patient say one of those. In movies, a lot of the time when they see show a dentist, they're showing them pulling the teeth, it's all aggressive, you know, 
that no movie is showing anybody going in for their nice cleaning and telling them their mouth is perfect or, you know, good job at home is always a tooth extraction or something very uh, traumatic. Also, people usually have terrible experience and that usually will keep them away from the dentist or they don't keep their routine cleaning um, just simply due to not wanting to come because they're scared. Oh, I guess kind of like, you know, you might hear a little knocking noise in your car, but you're like, I ain't going to go because I know they're going to hit me with a million other things. And I just I just want to figure out what <laughs> what's going on with my car. So, um, I mean, they people tend to shy away from that. Unfortunately, they usually await to something hurt. And I always try to educate on, you know, preventative is better than restorative we always want to try to catch things early things early or stop it from happening before it gets to that point and it's always also cheaper like most insurance covers you know cleaning things like that at 100 percent. and i mean usually when it comes to getting fillings root canals crowns and things like that that's what comes out of pocket and that also keeps people away like you said not having insurance or you know if they know something's going on they don't have the money for it. So they just kind of just deal with it and um, shy away from coming to the dentist. I mean, it's, it's trying to think of other reasons. It's, it's the movies again, it, and not, not having access to care. Um, it's been times patients have never seen a dentist, 50, 50 year old, never seen a dentist just due to um, access of care or not really thinking it was a priority in their life to go again, only going when something's bothering them or when something's hurting instead of just doing preventative routine care every six months. Yeah. And a lot of times when you have like the people you just mentioned who maybe have never been and they don't start going until late, late in life, is there like a I go to the dentist, I'm sure they're going to find a lot of things wrong and they're probably just going to take all my teeth or something like, you know what I mean? Like they're going to extract all my teeth going to find everything wrong. I don't want to lose my teeth, so I'm just not going to go. Just curious, like, is that something you think that sometimes people fear as well, just losing their teeth because they haven't, they've never gone? Yeah. I mean, we have that, but surprisingly, it's people are coming there more so than not and like, just take all my teeth and give me some really? Yeah, Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> We go say whatever we can and, you know, go from there because your natural teeth are better than any denture any day. It just, I mean, the shape of your face, the way you eat, all that. I mean, it's a placeholder in your mouth. So all that is very important and people don't understand that, that just removing a tooth out of a, it's a space holder to keep teeth from drifting, keep the shape of your face. So you know, and that's another thing when presented with treatment plans, especially patients that's in their early 20s, probably just starting off about 25, getting off their parents' insurance. They really hadn't established insurance themselves or, you know, when you're that young, you're not going to get the best plan. You pretty much get, you know, what can afford at that time and you have a heavily decayed tooth and you're presented with a treatment plan of should we extract the tooth or you know, place a crown to save the tooth. Most of the time they usually remove it, but not thinking the long-term effects of it. And then you have those 20-year-olds that's now 
40 and 50, teachers shifted their regretting it and trying to figure out ways on how to fix it and replace it. So education in that regard is like very important. And that is kind of is like you may have the money, but you kind of have to prioritize like it's just try to make this as important as, you know, buying that Louis bag or whatever the case may be. Like, I'm not trying to tell nobody what to do with their money, but I'm trying to tell you what to do with your money. You know? So, I mean, it's, it's very important. Know. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important. I think it definitely needs to be a top priority because I don't want it to be where you're in your 20s. It's very disheartening to me. Like, I hate to see 20 year olds sit in my chair and most of their back teeth are gone. So, I'm like, I mean, every time I see the X-ray, it just, it just does something to me. It's very disheartening. And then I know later on down the line, they're going to be trying to figure out, you know, what to do to replace those teeth, if anything, at that point. So it definitely needs to be a priority. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of saving teeth, you, you're yeah. part or you have a campaign called, Sa- is it Save the Side Tooth? Side Tooth, yeah. Side tooth. <laughs> you I love that. <laughs> Please share with us about this campaign. What is it about? <laughs> okay, so, I mean, you know, it's the whole running joke, like the side two missing type thing. I mean, but it's true, though. And we sit here trying to figure out, like, why is it the side two always the one to go first? Like, what, what is going on? But I do, you know, aim to save the side two. So it's pretty much just educating the patient on preventative oral health care needs that you could do at home to prevent from losing any teeth. Patients that do typically have that premolar missing, they don't like the smile. It it messes with their confidence because that tooth lies in the smile line. So they become shy of even smiling. It it messes with their confidence. So it's just basically making sure everybody is knowledgeable on what they can do at home as far as brushing, flossing, rinsing, the different type of products for different needs because the toothpaste that you use may not be as helpful for you as the toothpaste that your significant other may need to use. They may have gingivitis. Your mouth may be healthy. Or health products out there are different for everybody. So, you know, if you're using a toothpaste that's more so for a healthy mouth and you have gingivitis, then, you know, you may not improve your oral health as fast as you could. So it's just campaigning to, um, you know, make sure no more teeth go missing. <laughs> so, I'm here yeah. for it. I'm here to <laughs> save the side too. <laughs> Sing us a song. <laughs> as part of this, you also have, um, is it so, so mouthful? Oh, it's just mouthful. Mouthful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know so, where that came from. I'm sorry. So much. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. I renamed your brain. <laughs> so you got a mouthful. That's where. I'm yeah. Okay. <laughs> so tell funny. us a little bit about mouthful <laughs> and kind of what you do. Okay, so mouthful is pretty much. I mean, the save the side tooth is pretty much a part of mouthful. So I created pretty much that platform to discuss what bring awareness, how oral health is a part of overall health. And I usually have this segment on Mondays called Mouthful Mondays, where I highlight a different dental topic just to 
spark conversation into oral health, try to get the people talking about oral health and making it a priority. So the mission there is just to make bring awareness and knowledge about oral health overall. You ever thought about doing a podcast? Right. <laughs> I thought about it. I, I seriously have. I, I really thought about it. <laughs> okay, give the people what they need. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I thought about it. Work. I don't hear. I don't think I know of any podcast yeah. where where the niche is like oral health, and especially I, a I black think there's one that I know of, and it's in the, but I think she's a. a I don't think she's a hygienist though. I think she's a dentist, but still. You, you're giving the very thing that we mentioned though is like that perspective that my you know particularly the black and a black woman perspective in the industry to a lot of people that may especially like I'm from a rural town a real small community maybe mm-hmm. a little population over three little about three thousand and you know so our selection is very small it's very tight you got your one, two, three di- different dentists, and they've been there since right. Time. <laughs> so, um, a lot of a lot of people, especially a lot of communities like that, they don't have access to you know the water wider view and you know that broader perspective. Um, and with providers that look like them, and so to be able to have a podcast, I'm not trying to push you in that direction, but I'm just saying you can touch lives for people that mm-hmm. even realize they can have access to that. So. So we might have to talk about it then. I'm going to get started. Just, you know, we just the messenger. It comes from right. Just, just, just a plug. Just a plug. I got you. You said something really significant, which I had never actually thought of a few minutes ago, even just about using a different toothpaste um, mm-hmm. within your family, within your household, that like, it's, I never thought of it. I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, why have I never thought of that? <laughs> Yeah, me and my husband used to. My oral health is different from my husband's or from my children. So, why would we not make sure that we're using the proper Mm -hmm. toothpaste for our for our personal health? That is so, girl. You. (laughs) It's a lot, but I mean, the oral health owl can be very intimidating. First of all, because it's you walk on there and it's this brand, this brand, this type of toothpaste. They add this to this type of toothpaste. It's like, okay. Let me just grab what's on sale and just brush oh, my teeth. Is. You know that? Right. I'll be like, ooh. I just did whatever that's my brush. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot, but it's, it's certain ingredients and toothpaste that is more helpful for certain things that it's, I mean, just for an example, if you have tooth sensitivity, say you have tooth sensitivity, your husband don't, mm-hmm. um, you would look for a toothpaste for that. So you'll look, on the ingredient to see if it has potassium nitrate or either stannous fluoride. Those are the two ingredients in toothpaste that'll help you with sensitivity. But if you're using a toothpaste with just sodium fluoride, it may not help with your sensitivity. It's like, okay, nothing's helping, but it doesn't have those ingredients to help with that. So very yeah. important. Yeah. This is definitely your calling. I, I yeah. have a name for you. I'm going I'm to tell you offline because I don't want nobody stealing it. Okay. <laughs> but I got a name for your podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, she got a little theme song. What, what would you humming not too long ago? <laughs> we going to have it together in five minutes. <laughs> Girl, yeah. 
All right. Well, no, this conversation has been so full. I was going to say it's been a whole mouthful, but I was trying to throw a little pun. In yeah, a little pun. My palate is, you, you wet my palate today. <laughs> I didn't know I could be so excited about oral health care. And that's um, what I want. That's the reaction I'm looking for. <laughs> No, but as we get ready to close and wrap, um, just a, a couple questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one word that's powering you in 2021? If you can say there's one word that you're guided by this year, what would that be? Um, I would say consistency just for me. Um, cause it's been some days that I just kind of fall off and I know things that I need to get done and push to get done. So I just need to make sure that I stay consistent and um, everything that I do, um, trying to plan like time management and plan more so that I can stay on track with that. So I usually have an issue with that, but I'm, I'm trying to work on it and <laughs> we get in there. So consistency for me. Speaking <laughs> to me. But no, consistency is key. Um, that's a good word. That's a good word. First word. <laughs> uh, so I was going to ask you if you had any uh, new works or special projects in, uh, for 2021, but I think we just already answered that for you because you're mm-hmm. doing a podcast. You're going to start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so y'all look out for that. Look out for that. <laughs> I'm playing, but I'm not playing. Right. Do you have anything, any, anything new coming up or anybody you're working with or collabing with or anything special coming out this year? I mean, just again, continue to push mouthful. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook with that. So then find me there on those platforms. I also am a influencer with the organization Brown Girl RDH. And the mission with that is to provide scholarships to minority dental hygiene students. And the goal is to provide a scholarship every month. So 12 scholarships for the year. And that's just to help push diversity in the field. And we're always looking for donations and people to join the group and the movement for that. And so people can uh, go to their website at www.browngirlrdh.org and go and donate there. Um, I also volunteer with um, the Global Foundation here in Atlanta, and we go out and volunteer, provide free dental services for the underserved communities, um, mostly the elderly and the rural communities. Um, we're always, always um, accepting donations for that so we can continue to provide those services. And right now we're looking for at least 24 dentists to volunteer. We gratefully have enough hygienists that usually come through. So we're looking for dentists that can devote their time to the movement as well. So if any dentists are out there, please, please, please go to the website at www.gfbha dot org and volunteer yes we love it and it's Terry like we always say man we love we stand a black woman that give back yes, that gives you. back yes. <laughs> I enjoy it makes me feel good especially to the ones that don't have access to care that may be their only visit you know for how long so yeah. it's, it's great doing it 
Yes, we love it. And we'll actually have all that um, plugged into our show notes. Um, can you also tell our listeners how they can connect with you? I know you kind of talked about some of the work that you're doing, but any other like social media plugs or your website or different things that you like to share? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you can find me on Facebook at MouthfulRDH. I'm on Instagram underscore mouth.full, F-U-L underscore. And the website for that is www.amouthful.net. Yeah, we will make sure that we've got all those things linked as well. Random question, RDH, registered dental hygienist? Hygienist, yes, ma'am. I actually have the same thoughts here. And I was like, because I was actually going to ask that right before you did it. And it clicked. I was like, oh, that makes it. Yeah. Thank you for confirming. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much again, Sharice, for sharing your time and your knowledge and your just everything, especially in this this time to healthcare providers in all realms. We appreciate y'all Thank for real, you. for real. Thank you. And you do the work that a lot of us can't do being people. Yeah. Around. So yeah, we really my niece asked me, she's like, I see you really like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I love it. So if y'all know anybody in Atlanta, tell them to come see me. Yes, <laughs> we will. Sure. We got some good words. Some people, people, people. Yeah. That's not a problem. Family. No. Oh, definitely not. Oh, this has been great. I've so uh, enjoyed uh, chatting with you today. And I've learned some new things today um, that I will definitely be incorporating into, I know, our family oral health. Well, uh, health, not oral health. Our uh-huh. health. Yes. Our overall yes. health. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Right. But, um, no, I'm, I love that. Like Yana said, we, we, we stand a, a black woman who gives back. You're out here doing the dang thing, giving back to the community. Um, and we just wish you all the best, uh, in the future. Um, thank you so you. much. Thank you. It means you a lot. Put a smile on our face. That's my last one for the day, y'all. I promise I ain't got no more joke. That was the one right there. That was the one right there. That, right, that was the one. Okay, what well, y'all redeemed y'all self from Prince earlier, so I'm gonna let y'all have it. So y'all, <laughs> I forgot about Prince. I ain't gonna forget. I ain't gonna forget. Uh, I ain't gonna forget. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sharice. We can't wait to connect um, with future projects with you and just to check in and um, support you. And you guys, you heard her. So support if you're gonna support, support. and i mean if there's nothing else i mean there's a lot of things but you know we gotta wrap so on that note melanate on that thank you for tuning in hope you enjoyed our chat today keep the conversation going by heading to itunes to subscribe rate and leaving us a review have a story of your own to share Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.